Happy Saturday. This week, Lulu is talking to David Park. He's an actor, foodie, and kicks enthusiast. Have fun. And now, it's 10K Saturday with Alison and Lulu. You just call yourself David Park. Yeah. Or the famous David Park, whichever one works. Oh, well, that works too. Yeah. (laughs) Great. I'm here with the legendary David Park. Um, All right, I'm going to start. You ready? Hey, everybody, and welcome to 10K Saturday, our bonus episodes that hit every Saturday. If you're looking for our full-length imaginary luxury travel days, those are on Wednesdays, so check those out. You can even check out our back catalog, Um, all of the things. But today, I am in the NYC with the legendary David Park. (laughs) Did you just clap for yourself? I I sure did. (laughs) It just felt apropos. Apro. Nope. Apropos. Okay. Apropos. You're smarter than me. No, but. Hey, I don't really use that turn of phrase and I just went for it and I realized. No, you, you flew, baby bird. This is why you rehearse before. Know your choices. This is very on brand for us. People are already like, who who did she have on this week? I had David Park on this week. Yeah, so David and I did a show in North Carolina we together. We sure did. We did Mamma Mia! The Musical. Brought to you by Cookout. <laughs> Cookout <laughs> it was, sponsor us. <laughs> we ate at Cookout a lot. Cookout is a fast food drive mm-hmm. through Chain. Chain in through North Carolina. I think it's kind of through the south. It's... Not in Florida. Okay, well, there's more than one southern state. Yeah. <laughs> this is a Florida-centric podcast. I'm sorry, clearly. I'm sorry. But cookout is, I don't know, you get like 14 items for a dollar, I feel. <laughs> is that how that works? Yeah, they just give food away. They give food away. But their sides are meals. It, it's That's true. Quite delicious. They're, you get a tray and you get your main thing, which is like right. the burger. And especially like living in New York where... Like a cheeseburger cost twelve hundred dollars. Yeah, it was it was like less than ten dollars for a king's feast, queen's feast, gender non-gender, feast. non-gender specific feast. A royal royal feast. A royal that's elitist. A common person's feast. Are you hot? You're wearing a jacket with like a sheepskin collar in the office. <laughs> it's not real sheep. Um, <laughs> I I didn't really think about it until you mentioned this. Should I take it off? I, I'm looking out for you, boo. Like, if you're hot... Okay, please hold. I'm just always hot, so when I look at people in multiple layers, I'm like, let's take care of that right now. It's like 55 degrees outside, blowing wind like you would not believe. True. We walk into this office and Lulu is (laughs) sweating. It's so hot Glistening. I mean, she's glowing, but... It's going to be better once I stop. That's the thing about New York in the fall and winter, is you are bundled up. Right. And then you go into the buildings and the heat's always too high. Right. And then all of a sudden you're wearing... Too many clothes. All of a sudden. All, all of a sudden, you're like, this is this was a terrible choice. So um, it's a constant, constant battle for me. Don't also, sidebar: the your mic covers are like the most delicious, like sherbet looking. <laughs> like I just want rainbow sherbet ice cream. Yeah, because yours is like dragonfly ripple color. At <laughs> mine, so specific. It's it's from the Muppet movie. Oh. It's what it's the color. It's the one that Kermit likes, and mine is like. I don't know. Creamsicle. Creamsicle. That's literally what it is. Yeah. I mean, we haven't really um, upgraded to matching mic covers yet no, here I at love 10K it. Dollar Day. 
I'm so glad you're here. So we had a great time in North Carolina. We ate cookout. We were in the fastest rehearsal process of my adult life. <laughs> Ever. It was so fast. It was a week and a half before we went to tech. And then all of a sudden, just doing the show. Wasn't the running joke like, don't tell people that you can put a show up this fast because like contracts are, are going to start being like two <laughs> weeks less. <laughs> yeah, but it was fun. We did Mamma Mia. I had so much fun doing so, that show. I think about that show pretty consistently. Just like it's a perfect time capsule of like a really, really happy time that I had. It's a happy show. Yeah. And we had a good group of people. Great group of people. Yeah. Solid. Solid hotel parties every night. <laughs> but also really low key at the same time. And and it's the best it's the best type where you just all assume you're gonna hang out. No one has to be like, Are we hanging out right. tonight? It was more like, uh, your room or Gary's. Right. And it was like no pressure to come or don't come, but it was just like there's always that option for like I mean, we had a little group going. And no. we would just do stupid things like watch action movies, mm -hmm. order carbs. Oh, so many carbs. So many carbs. And then one person, usually David, would be like, I'm going to go to cookout. What do you guys want? And would be yep. like, here's my order. Thank you. Yep. It was a good time in North Carolina, everyone. Um, and now you're in the city, back in the city, I guess. Mm -hmm. You're back in the city doing the hustle. <laughs> the I hustle. see you at all the calls for the Asian shows. <laughs> it's funny because I... <laughs> <laughs> I don't get called in for like many like specific Asian specific parts. Like I feel like I'm pretty lucky to to be seen for a pretty diverse range mm -hmm. of characters, both in TV and stage. You just played Kaniki, right? Yes, I did. It's awesome. It Pioneer, yeah, it was super fun too. But every Asian call I've been to lately, I see you. <laughs> I'm actually in the same boat. I don't always get called in for Asian parts anymore. I mm -hmm. think like five years ago, it was like all Asian all the time. Yeah, they're like, new Asian person, let's see. Uh, yeah, and also the, the role was literally about being Asian. Uh -huh. <laughs> and I was like, okay, <laughs> this is my life story. I don't want to, that's not what I want to play pretend at. Right. <laughs> um, but now I think it's a lot more open. But if it's an Asian show, I'm going to see David Park. Yeah. 100%. Of the eight hour day, like somehow they're going to schedule us within 10 minutes apart. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but it's good. It's good to see you. It's good to see you when I see you. You know, Instagram, Asian yeah. calls. Yeah, life has just kept Lulu, like, in my life. Because Lulu now works at my alma mater. That's right. You're a Pace grad. I'm a Pace grad. Go Pace. Yeah, musical theater. Get pumped. P-U-M-T. That's oh, our hashtag. Oh, I did Pace University that. Musical Theater. I don't pumped. really know the lingo. All right, so uh, we have five questions we're going to ask. Yeah. Right? Low stakes. I'm nervous. Why are you nervous? Because <laughs> I get nervous about everything. Do you really? Yes. People think I'm like this super confident, like really um, self-assured person. And I think there's a version of me that is that. That luckily is what is projected. But generally, I'm like a wreck. I have like really bad imposter syndrome. Oh, uh, yeah. And I know, actually, I just found out what that was. Like... I didn't know that there was a phrase for that. And like, oh, I'm yeah. sure a lot of people, like, I don't, it's not that I thought I was unique. I just like had never heard a phrase and a description of something that like so accurately described kind of how I feel and think on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. So that's the whole thing that's happening. So imposter syndrome, I'm going to define it the way I think it is because I haven't done any research on it. And then you tell me where I'm wrong. Okay. Okay. I'm I not an expert. But. Yeah, no, no, that's okay. But I just, because 
if anybody doesn't know, they probably think of it the way I am thinking of it, okay. which might be incorrect. So I think imposter syndrome is when you think you don't belong somewhere and you're faking it. Is that wrong? It's not wrong. That like I think it's obviously like very nuanced and like very particular to the individual. Like I'm not saying that I know how everyone else feels or like I know exactly how to define it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think it's like like one of the descriptions that's it was like a Twitter feed like of this this person who was like kind of breaking down a general description of imposter syndrome and like how it could manifest itself in in an individual. Mm-hmm. And one of them was like oh, you don't know how to take a compliment and everything, every success that you had, it's like, oh, I just got lucky or like, oh, it's not a big deal. And I'm like, I do that for everything. Okay. Like, it it was like to a T. Or like, Wait, imp- I do that? I'm sure a lot of people have a version of it for themselves. It's not that I thought I was so unique that like, these were only my issues. Like, I think I share them with a lot of people. Yeah. I just had never heard it described so succinctly for, like, for me. So it, like, kind of had me shook. Has me shook. Having it named, does that give you a sense of relief? Or does it, what, like... I think kind of. Did it change anything, finding the name of a syndrome? Do you know what I mean? For sure. I think putting a name to it just solidifies that, like, I'm not alone in this experience. Knowing it kind of theoretically that like oh yeah like I'm sure other people go through this but then and then also knowing that there's a term for it and like people have looked into it and taken the time to kind of um, label it mm-hmm. and it's like uniqueness from other other anxieties mm-hmm. that makes me feel better that's kind of why I say what is your obsession right now mm-hmm. that's that to me takes the high stakes away from it Right. Right? Because it's like, I don't know, I might have a different one at 5 o'clock. Exactly. Okay. So it's literally just slice of life in your brain right now. Almost word association. Exactly. I'm clearing my mind. So simple. I'm ready. David Park. Yes. What's your obsession right now? Okay. So me and my roommate just finished um, the first season of The Righteous Gemstones. Oh, what's that? It's a new TV show on HBO. Danny McBride is the executive producer and showrunner of it. Okay. And... The premise is there's a family of like mega Christians, like they run like a mega church and their dad is like the patriarch of the family. The mom like passed away and it's kind of like the root of a lot of the issues in the family. Mm -hmm. And the family is like psycho. The worst people you've ever met, like so not like a quote unquote Christian. It's like a, you know, it's like a, what am I trying to say? Like, what? I don't remember the word for like... I'm really like exposing myself to be an idiot. No, you're not. What's the, describe the word? You know when you're like making fun of something. Satire. Yes. It's all good. Satire. <laughs> I'm embarrassed. Also, don't worry. I edit this. Mark Twain was a satirist. Y- yes. See, I know things. No. <laughs> I just forgot the word. For I a like second. that you just felt you needed to compensate with a fact. Oh, like, I'm going to pull an academic fact out about it to prove that I knew the 100 word. 100 P. That's so funny. I'm smart. You are smart. <laughs> anyway, it's it's like a dark comedy because mm-hmm. like really messed up stuff happens. Mm-hmm. But I just think it's very funny. That's awesome. Righteous Gemstones? The Righteous Gemstones. What did you watch it on? Uh, it's on HBO. I will watch that when That's... I get HBO. Yo, you want my password? Yeah, I totally do. <laughs> uh, my wish list is your password. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs>
not kidding. Okay, so uh, what is your wish list right now? My wish list right now. So my my youngest sister just moved to South Korea.、Mm. She graduated from UCLA in the spring, and. Took the summer to live her life in LA and, and say goodbye to her friends, and she moved to South Korea to kind of soul search, do some things. She she didn't really know what she wanted, wh- what direction she wanted to move in after college, and s- Korea has always been like a place that she wanted to live and try out.、Mm-hmm. So she's there, and honestly, my wish list would probably be to visit her. Yeah, have and, you like, been? I haven't been to Korea in like 15 years. Yeah, it's really hard for me、yeah. to go. I mean,、um, financially, it's like another thing. My family has never really been able to like afford like a big thing like that,、um, and yeah, it just kind of never happened.、So、I have like a whole side of my family there that like I don't really keep in contact with because it's like a whole thing. It's not like a Like there's no bad blood. It's just, no, but you don't have a relationship with them. Yeah, they kind of live their own lives, and like I know that they're there, and I hope them well and wish them well. But、yeah. and it's also like I'm not fluent in Korean, so、mm-hmm. even if I call them on the phone, it kind of be like, "How are you? I'm good. How、yeah. are you? I'm you know like," which is a whole other thing. So she's gone there to work. Does she have a job? Yeah, she like tutors、uh, kids in English. Okay,、It's、and very... she's there to. Is she connecting with your family, or is she just there for yeah, herself? Yeah, she lives with my grandma. Oh、It's、my、so、gosh, that's really cool. She posts stories of her like, like they they'll go like sightseeing together. I'm sure she looks different, but in my mind, like my grandmother looks exactly the same as she did when I knew her. <laughs> you know, when I last saw her 15 years ago, it's breaks my heart. What a cool experience she's having. Yeah, so yeah, would, it would be great for you to visit her.、Yeah. And especially because she will be so comfortable there, you'll have someone that you can communicate with a hundred percent that has a knowledge of the culture and a knowledge of the yeah stuff. Oh, all the food! God, dream. The, the street food there is so good.、Anthony、Asian、Bourdain. street food, man. Listen, you don't know if you don't know. There's not a single Asian person I know that's not a foodie at heart because our culture. You are right about that. Food is—I mean, food is important in every culture, I'd say. But like, I mean, the the way that Asians eat, where it's like there's like the plate in the middle, and like you, we all share from it, like、mm-hmm. family style in the sense that like we're all picking with like our own chopsticks, like from that thing instead of like putting it onto a plate first. It's like I have my rice, and I have whatever the spam in the middle, and I'm, we're like <laughs> we're all picking from the same plate. Yeah, there's something in that that's I mean, very like communal and like、yeah. the heart of like a lot of Asian communities. It's always served family style, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, like、and、the us is greater than the me, the I. Oh, that's so interesting. Plus, it's delicious. <laughs> <laughs> I just hit my head on the lamp. The Korean food in Manhattan in K quote unquote K Town, which is just a block K Street on Thirty Second, is Just like it's flavored a little, for lack of a better term, like inauthentically, it's catered towards like more Western. Is、palettes. it sweeter? It's saltier.、Mm. Salty in the wrong way. Like Korean food is pretty salty, but it's salty without the right like counterbalance of authentic flavor.、Oh, in my that's opinion. Interesting. So Queen's Day. Queen's Day. Queen's Day. Hundred percent. It's gonna happen. We'll put it on the story, guys. Great. When it happens. Okay, where are we? Ten thousand. 
If you had an extra $10,000, what would you spend it on right now? A Queen's Day, baby. Let's go. <laughs> Full Queen's Day. Just all the food. <laughs> Imagine. Um, if I had $10,000 right now, I would pay off debt. You know. What would you do if you had to spend it on yourself? Got it. Like, if I could be selfish. Yeah. I'd go on, like, a shopping spree. For? I love sneakers. I'd get, like, sneakers like crazy. Is there, like, a sneaker that you, like, really want, but it's just so expensive you can't even afford it? There probably is, but I don't even look at those. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I'm not the type of person that's, like, looking at, like, a, a... Givenchy, like, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know. But, like, that's how little I know about it. Because I'm like, that's so out of the realm of, like, possibility for me. You don't even look. Yeah, it's like, what's the point? I'm the opposite. I think a lot of people are. I know exactly what Balenciaga purse I would buy if I had an extra $7,000. <laughs> exactly. And for me, I'm kind of like, what's the point of that? I don't know. Well, I mean, the point is just... To know. Not to be like, yeah, exactly. I'm not trying to like antagonize you. Like, no, no, no. I mean, I don't think, no, it's a really good question because I'm wondering, like, does it, I do get joy out of it, but maybe I'd be happier if I didn't even know that those existed. But on the other hand, then when I find a purse I really like and it's $250, Mm -hmm. then I can kind of go, oh, look what I did. For sure. I, I was, actually, that's a pretty expensive purse, but you know what I mean. I get what you mean. Yeah. Like, I could, I, Listen, I shop exclusively at, like, TJ Maxx, yeah. Marshalls, or, like, the Nike outlets, though, in yeah. Flushing. Like, I don't buy anything I've at I've never been to that place. It's, it's Everyone lit. talks about it. It's far. Like, what are we talking about, commute-wise? It's, you take the 7 to the very last stop. It's not terrible. It's, like, 40 minutes. But is it close off the stop? Yeah. Oh. It's, like, a 10-minute walk. That's also far. Going to the end of a subway line and then walking 10 minutes is quite far, actually. Okay, well, then you won't get cheap Nike stuff. No, I feel there's an Uber somewhere in the middle. Okay. There's an Uber somewhere. The point of going all the way to Flushing (laughs) to an outlet store is to save money. I'm not going to pay for an Uber once I'm there. I'm, I'm frugal by necessity. Like, here's the thing. If I had money, like if I was a wealthy man... Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd be balling and flossing and popping tags <laughs> and all that good stuff. But I I know my lot in life and my reality as it is. At the moment? Yeah, and it's all good. I'm balling on a budget. Is it super cheap at that outlet? Listen, nothing. It's Nike, so it's not super cheap. But, like, think about how much you're paying for Nike at, like, retail. No, I don't buy Nike because it's expensive. Exactly. And then you're like, oh, knock off, like, 30, 40 bucks. Okay, but if you had to give it away, $10,000. Give it to my parents. Oh, yeah? 100%. For something specific or just to have, like, do you know what you would earmark it for? Like, if if I was going to, like, spend it on them and then give them the things instead of just giving them 10000 uh, in cash? Sure. I mean, I'm just kind of, just kind of spitballing the question, so. I would want my parents to just go on vacation, go, like, Buy some stuff for them. Like, they don't Mm -hmm. do anything for themselves because we don't come from a lot. Like, everything they have, they give to me. Like, every time I call my mom, she's like, do you have money? I'm like, do you have money? Like, no one has (laughs) money in my family, but she's always, like, thinking of ways to give back. Yeah. Give more to me, not give back to me. Like, give more to me. Like, I'm trying to get into a position in life where I could start doing that for her and, like, start taking care of her. Mm -hmm. But 
So yeah, if I had ten thousand dollars, like immediately just forward it to my parents and be like, do like please go buy yourself a steak. <laughs> please <laughs> go to Hawaii and yeah. just like s- sleep all day on a bed that you don't have to make after you sleep in it. Yeah, where's home for you? Los Angeles, California. The greatest city on earth. Yeah, do you miss it? Every day of my life. The weather. The. Oh. I mean, I. So good. I don't think people, especially people from the East Coast, like they don't know. You, you can't overstate like how much the weather factors into mm-hmm. like LA being an ideal place to live. I look. I when I was in LA for two weeks, I realized that I under for the first time in my life, I understood why people liked to be outside. Yeah, y'all really can try to act like you love Four Seasons, but I know you don't <laughs> love the winter, and I know you don't love the summer here with the humidity. No, the summer here is terrible. Like, I know it gets hot in L.A., but it's dry heat. Just stay in the it's shade. It's different. You're driving anyway. It's like, different. you're not outside. You, you telling me that besides, like, four months of the year where it's, like, 100 degrees, I'll give you that, but the rest of the year is, like, a solid 80, sunny, with a breeze? <laughs> and in the nighttime when the sun goes down, it's, like, 72? <laughs> <laughs> that's sweater weather all year round <laughs> come on now stop playing that's, that's a little warm for sweater weather you Listen. just said 80 and 72 I feel sweater weather is a solid like 68 to 55 fair point 72 is just the first number that came to my mind oh, okay but 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 really it's sweater weather yeah I'm saying that you can wear sweaters like throughout the year sure. and in the evening or you can Ch- or you not cannot. To. Or you cannot. Right. You'll live your life in LA. And like, it's not ever going to be lower than like 55, lowest, maybe 60. Meanwhile, it's today, so <laughs> today, I'm like, oh yeah, like winter is coming. And it's mid October. <laughs> it's mid October. And, and I think the winter is going to be bad. Bad. It's going to be real bad. 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 Isn't that the thing about like global warming? Like, it's not. Yes, it's like increment, like it's incrementally like raising the the overall temperature, but it's like the displacement of yeah. weather that's really the bad thing, and like making winters harsher. Yeah, I th- I think. Look, just because I believe in it doesn't mean I know the facts behind it. Facts. <laughs> I feel you on that. Why am I talking about things I don't know? I satire. I've made a whole. <laughs> <laughs> that is called recall, folks. Uh, one last question, boo. Let's do it. You ready? What makes you happy right now? What's your happy? What makes me happy is there's a two-parter. Yeah. The longer I live in New York, the more I cling to the relationships that I make here. Mm. Friend, the genuine friendships that I have because mm-hmm. it is kind of a hard place to live without that. Yeah, I agree. It's a hard place to live with it, but I think it's impossible without it. So having said that, my friends make me happy and... I actually have a lot of friends that are thriving and succeeding right now in this crazy business that we call ours. And mm-hmm. that, I mean, obviously my my own success would make me very happy, but that maybe makes me happier than like me booking a show or whatever. Like I have so many friends on tour right now. I have a, a really good friend of mine that just booked a recurring series regular on a network TV show. That's a big deal. She's Korean and like, more visibility you know what i mean like yeah it's just stuff like that happens and i'm just like this is awesome um i'm so happy that we did this i'm so happy that we did and we this. did it in my office i brought my whole mobile kit you there guys there were a couple of random noises like a door slam 
students. Students. That's that's life. That's S- life. C'est la vie. <laughs> that's French, but that's life. You're so cosmopolitan. Um, All right, we're going to head out. Uh, We were with David Park. It was so nice to see you. Where can they find you on the social media? The social media, my handle, this is, okay, so this is my last thing. My social media is at David, and this is my Korean name in the middle, but it's spelled out in English, so y'all bear with me. Hyunsu Park, and that's H-Y-U-N-S-O-O, and then P-A-R-K. And I do that as like kind of an homage to my heritage. Mm-hmm. Um, like that's not my stage equity name or anything like that. But I, you know, as I move forward in my career and as, you know, it's like the thing to put your tag at the end of your little bio or whatever. But if one more person can learn how to say a Korean name, like kind of expanding the horizons of people that might not know a Korean person. That's cool. That's kind of like my mindset behind That's that. really cool. And claiming my Korean heritage and yeah. my name. My name means brilliant light. You're cool. It's me. Yeah, you're cool. You're I like cool. that. Um, so glad you were here. Uh, everyone, thank you for sitting with us for another 10K Saturday. We will bring another amazing interview to you next week. But don't forget, on Wednesday, we've got our full-length episode coming out. So check that out. And on Sunday, if you want to hang out, Sunday nights, 9 p.m. EST on Facebook Live. We will be chatting, chatting, chatting with you. So catch you guys later. David, say bye. Thanks for having me. That was 10K Saturday with Allison and Lulu. And don't forget, with friends like us, who needs amenities?